This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm your host, Jeremy Bergeron, the Vice President of Media Strategy at Mission.org. And this is the show where twice a week, you'll get VIP access into the hearts and minds of some of the most influential marketers in the world. On Marketing Trends, we'll do two things. We'll go deep on a human level, and we'll go even deeper on the nitty gritty of what makes for the most successful marketers and strategies today. I'm glad you're here. Now let's get into it. Through time, some of the strongest relationships have led to biggest successes. Corey and Sean from Boy Meets World were a dynamic duo. Turk and JD from the television show Scrubs are the traditional sitcom bromance most friends envy. But what happens when friends become business partners? A powerful co-founder relationship is not just needed, but relied on, especially when you leave a successful career to do your own thing. You need someone you can lean on, trust, and go to when things are rocky. That's what Courtney Baber did when she launched The Route Beauty with best friend and now co-founder Nancy Pellgrino. Courtney left a successful career with some of the biggest beauty brands in the game, Sephora, L'Oreal, and Urban Decay to bring her own skincare solutions to the counter in a big way. When Ulta said, yes, we wanna launch you, I can't explain that feeling. I don't take anything for granted. I know I built strong relationships in my career and people believe in what I can do, but it's all about working hard and giving the retailer and the customer something that they need and they want. Featured on Oprah, promoted by Khloe Kardashian and sold on the home shopping network, The Route Beauty is making big moves in the beauty world. Now available on the shelves of big retailer Ulta, I'm excited to bring you the story behind Courtney and Nurse Nancy's beautiful and thriving partnership as co-founders of The Route Beauty, up next on Marketing Trends. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marketing Trends. This is your host, Jeremy Bergeron, Executive Vice President of Content at Mission.org. Today, I have a very special guest, Courtney Baber, co-founder at The Route Beauty. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have you. I, of course, did my necessary amount of online stalking and your background to figure out who you were and where you came from. I love anyone that chose to take the leap into entrepreneurship. I have a special very bullish place in my heart for that because you worked at some amazing brands. You worked at Urban Decay Cosmetics. You worked at Sephora. You've been at some really interesting brands and seen some great things to take the leap into now, you know, co-founding The Route Beauty and then taking everything in this full contact sport that is entrepreneurship. Plus you're a mom, you're a (laughs) badass. So I feel like we can talk about a lot of things today, but I'm pumped. I'm super excited. You're in California. We established that, but you have connections to the dirty South, which I love because we, we share that in common. I want to know where it started for you. That's one of my favorite parts of the show is like, we get some brilliant marketing leaders and brilliant leaders like yourself that come on the show. 
but they all started somewhere. They all had this beginning to marketing, this beginning to being attracted into this world. And your background is very unique to yours. And I've seen some really cool stuff you've done. But from your words, like, where did this start for you? Where did this interest in marketing come from for you? Was it something you saw? Was it a family member? What were the early days, the genesis for marketing and Courtney Baber? So I think I'm, I'm just wired to be a marketing merchant. You know, I definitely went to college and studied retail marketing and always had a passion outside of college for working for brands. Um, I started right out of school working um, in a buying office as a merchant and then have worked on both sides, being a retailer and a brand. For 30 years, I've been in this industry. I think my brain is just really wired to be I'm completely left and right brain. And I think when you have that combination of being create half creative and half analytical, it just makes the perfect merchant slash marketer really understanding and knowing how to reach customers and, and getting really, and being passionate about it. Like it's, it, it's fun for me. So were there early, were there early beauty brands that grabbed your attention? Like what was the brand that you know, because look, you were at Estee Lauder, you said Urban Decay, Sephora, like you've been at some amazing brands in that beauty world and industry, in the cosmetics world. What what, were the, what was the brand that first got your attention? Well, I mean, I've been in the beauty industry, um, you know, my whole career, but I actually started even earlier than that. I, you know, I used to, you know, work at the Clinique counter and spray people with fragrance. I think I really started, I'm going to really date myself here, but Estee Lauder and Clinique were the the like quintessential brands when I was a younger person, you know, Paulina Prosakova, Elizabeth Hurley, Carolyn Murphy, kind of all these really aspirational type people that the brands positioned to be, you know, the face of the brand it was a very different time. But I was lucky enough that my mom started me using product when I was 16. I mean, I was exposed to Clinique when I was 16 years old and, and I'm horrified when I find out people haven't been using product in their, th- you know, until they're 30 or, or beyond. So those brands really made an impact on me, I think early on. And, you know, thus I, I worked with Lauder Corporation um, for several of their brands, but, you know, the world's really different now, right? It's not aspirational marketing as much as it's often authentic marketing that we do now. So let's talk about the intersection right before you decided to start the Route Beauty. What was what were some of the things that were going on in your life career where you were like, okay, I'm about to jump off and get into this really highly competitive space. I'm going to bring medical grade standards and testing and really cool products. Like what what was that like? Was that something you were kind of been planning and like, okay, now's the time? Because you certainly have the resume, you've had the you have the pedigree, you've worked everywhere that that I think is relevant in the skincare world and the cosmetic world. Then you're about to take the leap. What what was that like? What's going on there? Well, I think that, like I said, I'm very passionate about what I do, and when I'm working with a brand, you know, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent behind it. I'm wearing purple for Urban Decay. When I was or, Origins, I'm wearing green, and just really living living the the true brand life. I think I hit a point um, after we sold Urban Decay to L'Oreal. I stayed on for four additional years as their um, head of marketing and merchandising. While I was passionate about what I was doing, I wanted, I, I was tired of building dreams for other people and I wanted to try to do it for myself. 
that's really why I took the leap of faith. And, and I also thought it would give me, I have two children, as you referenced, I think earlier mm-hmm. on, I really thought it would give me a little bit more time to be with them. Little did I know I would have no time um, ever again. Wow. (laughs) I love this. You know, you took the leap. You started your own brand. How much of the relationships that you built over the years at some of those big brands that we've talked about played into supporting this great leap into launching the Route Beauty? How much did that weigh in? Because I felt like, you know, look, you worked at some places. I feel like you could have just made phone calls and merchandising and getting, you know, the right kind of product. You had all the pieces, it seems like, on your palette. Was it that was it pretty that easy to execute to jump off and do it because of the relationships? Or was there something else or a combination of things that really prepped you to launch off? Well, first of all, I would have probably never done this by myself. I have a BFF, my skincare BFF, my BFF in life, Nurse Nancy. Is this Nancy? Okay. I read about Nancy. Nurse Nancy, who, (laughs) you know, I've been her patient for over 10 years. And we always, when I would be visiting her to help fix my skin, I have a very reactive, difficult skin. And she's the one who got it kind of under control. And it was with these medical grade products. And she would always talk about, she would always be so enamored with my life. You know, I'd be flying to Paris and going to New York every other month. And she she always wanted to work together. And when I, we kind of both hit the same point at the same time, it was kind of this magical moment where we said, well, let's do something together. I'm not sure if that moment hadn't have happened that this would have happened, honestly. Wow. I, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in seizing the moment and opportunities meeting you and you taking advantage of them. I don't yep. believe in luck. I think luck is just opportunity meeting preparation. And, you know, I could have gone and worked for a hundred other brands after I decided to leave Urban De- Decay and actually yeah. still have them calling me. And yep. I think, hmm, why didn't I do that? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy as can be doing what I'm doing. It's just, you know, it's very intense and stressful and you work 24 hours a day when you own your own um, business. But it really was that moment with Nancy and realizing nobody can get medical grade products really that aren't walking through a doctor's office. This is what's transformed my skin. Bingo. And then I wanted to bring it to a wider audience. And so for me, I had, she had the connections to help create the products. So we worked with the finest medical grade formula formulator that's out there. He made all of the great medical grade products that are top self skin medicas, the last ends. And now he's made, helped us make the route. And we're able to give people these highly efficacious products that transform my skin and make them more accessible and more affordable because of where we're selling them. And because we need to. So yes, did the, back to your original question, did the relationship piece help for me? Yes. But I, you know, there's no, just because everyone, I had great relationships running their number one brand, Urban Decay. There's no guarantee that they're going to want my brand. You know, that was one of those, you, you know, you have some of these moments when you're building these businesses where, you know, I don't know if they're going to love what I've created. It's kind of like your baby presenting Mm -hmm. to these people who I know love me, but I don't know if they want my brand or if they see it filling a white space or not. And when 
they said yes. When Ulta said yes, we want to launch you. I can't explain that feeling. You know, I just laid down on the floor and, <laughs> and kind of just started like, you know, gyrating, laughing, <laughs> screaming. She's, she's never seen me so excited. So yes, I don't take anything for granted. You know, I, I know yep. I built strong relationships in my career and people believe in what I can do, but you know, it's all about working hard and, you know, giving the retailer and the customer something that they need and they want. Yeah. I mean, well, look, you, I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over the nurse Nancy part because if you start looking into this brand, the nurse Nancy is like on the website. And there's a, I mean, there, there, there's like branding, there's story behind this person. You, so I want to make sure I get this right. Cause I, I was tracking with you, but you were just a friend slash patient of hers. Right. And over the course of how much time before you started to, to get into business? Well, we, we knew each, I was her patient for over 10 years and wow. we would always wow. talk about that. She, and we would always talk about doing something together and I just wasn't ready and nor was she, wow. she still okay. runs a, She still runs a practice. Um, okay. the best, you know, the most successful practice here in Newport beach, there's waiting lists galore to get in to see her. Wow. Um, and I also, I have to tell you, you know this because you talk to people all day, every day. She was just a ray of sunshine for me. Not only did mm -hmm. she fix my skin, I I knew I had to bottle her up and present her to a wider audience Wow. than the people that were, she was talking, you know, her patients that she was seeing every day. I'm like, this woman has to be on YouTube and HSN and, you know, wow. we've got to get her, her, not only her um, expertise and um, authority on the, this topic of skin um, out there, but also she's just a ray of sunshine. You know, she, you leave looking better and you feel better because she's just like uh, therapeutic to, to be around. When did you first see that bet? Because that's a big bet. Look, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why some people would say, I'm not going to touch that. You're friends. You're a patient. Like, we're not doing that. Then we're going to go into business together. No way. Yeah, you said, no, I'm going to I'm gonna actually do this. I'm doubling down on you, Nancy. And there's that just still doesn't mean it's going to work. What were some of the early indicators that you were like, yes, Nurse Nancy, this was a good bet? Um, You know, it was, Oh, obviously over time with her just real and, and knowing how she affected not only me and other people and what she was able to do for my skin. And I think also finding somebody who, you know, has a similar work ethic to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's when you're co-founding a business together, it, you know, it, you know, you have to be able to really believe that person's pulling their weight and you're pulling your weight. And we definitely are this, great yin and yang. Mm. And, um, you know, I'll be really honest with you, you know, we're both in our fifties. So this is while we have the tenure and the authority, we, um, this whole world of digital and influencers and it's, it's, we understand it, but it's, it's, it doesn't come quite as easily. We, mm -hmm. there's, there was a little bit of a learning curve for her and for me. She's totally, you've probably seen some of her content. She's, she's great. She appeals to our tar target yep. audience. People love her. You, you know, we, we study all this every single time we post it, like her content performs better than anything because people want to, she's speaking to our audience and they want somebody who's, um, you know, got her pedigree and being a nurse. Yeah. 
and also that um, is just uplifting to be around. Exactly what I saw in her. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I, I love that you you both. I mean, it wasn't just you. Clearly, she agreed to that that you were going to do this together. And oh, she uh, was that... she was the driver. I have to tell you. <laughs> okay, okay. She's like, I am working with this woman, and um, I'm not taking no for an answer. So, wow. and I'm I I couldn't be happier with the partner that I chose. You really, but you really have to find that yin and yang in a in a in a partnership. Like that's no different than a marriage. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, that's definitely right. Yep. Yeah. Well, I want you to reflect on the best day, you know, since starting the route beauty. I know I've seen some really cool stuff that happened, but I would like you to share what's kind of been the best day for you and then also what's been the most challenging day so far. I think as a new company, there's a lot of best days that happen if you're doing things right, right? You know, obviously there can be some not so good days for some brands. We haven't had a lot of those. Um, I shared one, you know, the Ulta saying yes, that was a huge giggle fest in the middle of my daughter's bedroom floor. (laughs) And I think, you know, we've celebrated our first and second birthday, just making it through, especially these last couple of years have been, you know, a big win for us. But We've worked so hard to get on HSM as well. And when Nancy's very first show, she sold out of our number one selling SKU, the party peel. I just, I, you know, I, wa- I wanted to scream from the roof. It's huge. That's huge. It's, it's huge. Huge. Because then, you know, you're selling thousands of products for one thing, and then they want more. And you're, you're, you're gaining all that customer awareness, but you also are gaining a new retail partner that, knows that you can move the needle for them. What did, did Oprah, Oprah feature it on her favorite things after HSN? No, Oprah featured it on, um, in her favorite things, like right when we launched in December of 2019, Khloe Kardashian picked it to be part of her Ipsy Glam Xbox. This, we're talking about the party peel this past May, we got thousands of great reviews from that, that partnership and awareness. And then that was kind of the same time where we we were also featured on Access Hollywood with the party peel and wow. the HSN sellout. And now, you know, it's it's that we we called this at Urban Decay, the naked palette effect, you know, was our gateway drug into the brand. Party peel is the route's gateway drug for sure. And people use it. It's super demonstrative. So, you know, skincare is hard to see. But this is a gold, beautiful, bubbly peel that you can put on your face that doesn't um, give you irritation and gives you beautiful glowing skin. But it's really fun for selfie moments. And it's great for that quick fix, quick pick me up. And everyone needs a party peel in their life. So (laughs) love it. I'm going to go into sales mode here in a second. (laughs) No, that's great. (laughs) And so what's been... What's been a challenging day? Or maybe maybe the, the the toughest day. So the HSN sellout that was life that was game changing as a brand. Probably one of the most difficult days. So we have this great partnership with Ulta that we launch. We ship in all of our inventory. We launch online, and we're opening stores um, the beginning of March 2020. Perfect timing. <laughs> 400 stores opened March 2020, and they closed two weeks later. Wow. Full stop. You got to pivot in as a leader and a brand and a person in difficult times like that. We decided to really focus, double down on D2C, which we needed to do anyway. The Ulta thing for us kind of came, we weren't going to say no, but like it came a little on top of trying to also 
you know, just launched the routebeauty.com, which is a big undertaking. We were doing both at the same time. So it afforded us the time to focus on D to C and get that going. And it was, we actually thrived during COVID, believe it or not, because we were, you know, this self-quarantining at home and we were able to get the brand solidified on .com before we had to focus on the stores and Ulta as much as, as ourselves. Self-quarantine. Did you come up with that? I have not heard that term. Oh, you haven't heard that? I, I love that. Who came I up with that? It was, it was a combination of our PR team and- That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, self-quarantine. Yeah, that's self-care what we all did. Everyone um, wanted to be home and take care of themselves. We were all sitting on Zooms and yep. looking at our faces every day. And so I think a lot of the skincare brands really thrived during COVID. Mm-hmm. So, so thinking about the D2C play- before or versus the going into retail because you had experience obviously in the on the in the retail side of things and and the DDC side of things were you already thinking I'm going to go DDC and retail I'm going to do both or did you just say we're doubling down on DDC first when we get to a certain level then I'm going to start picking up the phone and calling retailers and getting in retails what's your kind of thinking around DDC versus getting into stores well, I had a lot of people recommending just starting with D2C, but that is not my, I understand it. I'm, I'm decent at it, but my strength is really the retail, retail. Um, um, partnerships. So I always knew we were going to do a combo of the two, you know, to have your D2C working and, and, and successful is um, quintessential for a brand. That's where you build your, you know, biggest brand loyalty and, it's the window to your brand and it's where you make the most money. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to make a lot of money, you know, when you're selling, um, you know, at retailer margins, but it's important to have, you know, I think is part of your formula from my perspective. And that's, we set the brand up to, to be able to do that. Is there any area that you're not any channel you're not quite in that you, that you want to be in? Are there such areas that you're looking at where you're like, Oh, I want to be available here that we're not there. We're very small team still, so we're taking it step by step. We are definitely, you have to choose when you're going to retail as a beauty brand, I think, um, whether you're going to go to Ulta or Sephora initially. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would love to be in Sephora someday, but I know I need to build my Ulta business first. I tickled about HSN because that's... um, sure just going to give us great brand awareness and, you know, you can really grow a big brand on, on, on HSN and or QVC. Mm-hmm. We're happy to be on HSN. We would, I don't think we would want to be on both. Um, we are going to dab- dabble in the Amazon Indie Beauty um, program later this year. Okay. And we've been kind of thinking about doing that and we're going to give it a, a shot later this year. And there are, um, there's lots of different, platforms out there to sell product as well. And I like to do things that are a little bit, try new things, like things that other people aren't really looking at or doing. So I don't want to give all my secrets away here, but <laughs> I know that's why you're talking to me. So we, we're going to test a new platform called Comment Sold um, later this year, which is um, really interesting to me. It's, it's, it's literally just live streaming um, video to your social channels and people can buy right then, right then and there. It's kind of like Amazon live, kind of like HSN, 
but it's really more targeted at your unique followers. Interesting. Okay. And kind of having that dialogue that I think our community and customers want to have with a brand. They want to be able to have not only live authentic access, but also and content from a brand. Mm -hmm. We've all seen that content doing, that's really what people respond to. Mm -hmm. And to be able to to interact at the same time and buy, it's kind of like HSM, but we're going to be doing it a little bit more for ourselves. So Interesting. we're going to be, That's cool. yeah, we're, it's called comment sold. Um, it's a cool. fairly new platform. So we're going to test that out. I'm just, like I said, I'm a big believer in, in trying new things and, yeah. and um, testing out new things. It, you, you know, everything's changing so fast right now. It's, it's hard to. It's yeah. And I'm, I, I'm curious about a couple of things for you too. I mean, one, you know, I think what you have like what 17 or 18 SKUs right now. Is that about right? 17? We have nine right now, but that doesn't include um, like we have some kits and sets. So you're probably, okay. you're right. When you look at our webpage, cause we do okay. we bundle things and little minis and, and things like that. But we have, but there's like nine or 10 core SKUs. Yeah. We have nine core SKUs and we, okay. launch, we launch a couple a year right now. Okay. So I was going to ask you about that part too, because of course, you know, the space, you know, w- way better than me. How do you balance that? Like, okay, now it's time to launch a new SKU versus doubling down, investing more in the ones that like party peel and others that are doing really well, yet still staying relevant, have launching the right thing at the right time. Cause to me, you could just be launching new stuff just to do it. But your, your approach is very different with medical grade, you know, really solid, you know, tested products that are different. So how do you view launching new SKUs in this space? You have to launch new SKUs to be relevant to your point. And it gives you as a brand something new to talk about um, to the media and to the influencer community. And you just don't want to do too much because as a brand, it's very costly, especially a new brand to bring a new SKU to market. Just right. So for me, two is, I mean, it could get to be more than that, but two is my limit. Plus, Nancy and I are both complete crazy perfectionists. So we're not going to launch anything until it's absolutely right. And, and that takes a while to, if you're really, you know, you can't be beholden to a launch calendar as you do have to, as you become a bigger brand, but we're not doing that now. I mean, the product has to be right before we launch it. And we own all of our own formulas. So we don't do anything turnkey. So it's, ah, that's cool. It's a, it's a lengthy process to get to a new product. Are we going to see the route beauty stores <laughs> brick and mortar and when yes or yes? Well, I would say probably a pretty hard no on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a little PTSD about that when we were trying to, we wanted to open a few stores with Urban Decay just to communicate the brand DNA. And that's all we should have done. That's, that's surprising to hear because to me with all of your retail, your retail experience thinking that you, that's maybe where you might want to head eventually is like, no, I want my own store. You know, it's really, well, first of all, we all kind of know brick and mortar is not what it used to be. And true. I think a single brand store is a, a little bit challenging for anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. anymore, like especially with the Amazons and the targets of the world and the Sephora's of the world. Like, yeah. Um, I think it's really more of, of a nice window to the brand and to kind of have people who really want to learn more. 
but never say never. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things, you know, we've talked about doing We're we're in nurse high end nurse offices right now, just to help communicate the DNA of the brand. We may go bigger into Medi spas or something like that to, okay. and, and to have a bigger kind of presence and setup because the brand is, we really wanted to create a beautiful brand on, on top of it being medical grade, because we wanted, we wanted that for ourselves. We didn't want just boring gray and white blue bottles. We wanted things to be beautiful. And so I think having the ability to do like a pop-up or something within, you know, bigger within a nurse office, like we do in nurse Nancy's office, but in a bigger way, just to communicate that brand DNA um, in a bigger way, I think would be nice. I'm curious about some of these DTC brands. I, I pay attention like Allbirds, for example, right? Allbirds launched DTC. Now they're opening up stores and they're expanding beyond just shoes and other things. And people are experiencing these brands in different ways at the brick and mortar level when they started DTC, e-com play, you know? And so I, I'm always curious about the path some of these DTC brands like yours will choose to take because you, you're certainly going to keep building the audience and the awareness. And I feel, I feel like you could do anything you wanted, really just depends on you know, what's your exit strategy? You, never, you know, you never know. Like every, the pendulum swings. Never say never, but right now I wouldn't want to go. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. want to open my own store or or very many of them if I did. <laughs> got it. No, I got it. What's the marketing mix look like there? We The traditional kind of email platform we're on, Clavio. We dabble in digital, not dabble. We do more than dabble in digital media. I mean, digital media is yeah. how, how we get any customer to our website. So we market on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and do some Google AdWords. You know, kind of my favorite one is um, Critio, um, which is just a, a crawler that once you visit our site, we're able to market kind of offers and, and discounts to mm-hmm. It's it's the one we get the biggest Rojas on right now. Wow. Instagram and, and Facebook, I think you've probably heard this from a lot of um, marketers, is very challenging, mm-hmm. but it's a necessary evil to get a good amount of traffic to your site. What about influencer marketing? Because clearly, you know, with Khloe Kardashian and, and some others that have made a big impact in your brand, is that a big focus continue continuing on as influencer marketing? You know, it is. It's a it's also kind of a challenging world. Like when I was at Urban Decay, like we would, we could get people to do things for us by just giving them early access or a product, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't even talk to somebody's like agent without paying the agent, you know? So what we've decided to do is go kind of a much more micro route, which I'm sure you, you've heard and really kind of build relationships you know, at a grassroots level. And then also we work with, we've really built this kind of group of what we're calling our routees. They're really our true brand devotees who have been with us from the beginning and they are influential. They're not millions of followers because, you know, they would have a huge price tag on them. This group of, of individuals we kind of have an affiliate program with where, you know, they get some kickbacks from us they love the brand. They love talking about it, but we also want to reward them for continuing to do that. So it's a small group of people like that. And then we're really how we we're really growing um, our awareness and following an email list is through working with uh, like-minded brands. They're not skincare brands, but they're hair brands or they sell chocolate that is high-end 
brands that, you know, we all want to compliment. Yeah. Yeah. We want to like help scratch each other's backs, you know, and, yes. and, 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 and all win together. And, and so that's, that's been really, you know, successful for us. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the affiliate, I was going to ask you actually, I had it written down, ask about affiliate partnerships and kind of that world, because li- literally today I, I spoke to a, a VP at a huge uh, affiliate marketing company called Acceleration Partners, like big nine figure, massive team. And they're working with some big brands and, and up and coming brands. And to hear some of the things that these brands are able to do with a with a really solid, robust, like affiliate marketing partner kind of partnership program. And especially with the intelligence that's available now, it's it's insane. So I figured you were going down that road. And, and, and it sounds like you're also in this identifying some brand and like real brand ambassadors that are also customers as well. So there's a lot of cool partnership, I think, happening for you. And that's going to got to be big for your growth. Yes, that's the plan. And I love it. We're we're in the early stages of it, um, but I think it's the right way to go. It's frustrating, you know, when you're trying to work in that influencer community and, you know, and you still are a small, smaller brand and you're competing against you know, brands that have these huge budgets, you, you just have to find a different way. And I just, I do think it, it has to evolve from where that is right now, where that was, was these influencers were influential people that were delivering authentic messages back in the day. Now they're, they're not, they're being paid to do it. So right. and the customer cashes on to that and yep. that's not what they want. They want real. I think you said that. I think you said that too in some of the notes. Like they want, they want real. They want real engagement, real connection, and they can smell it if it's not. They can sniff it out early. Exactly. Okay. Cool. So let's do the, our Salesforce lightning round. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Salesforce brings marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com forward slash marketing. Gotta love my peeps at Salesforce. First question, Courtney Baber. You're a mother of two. The best part about being a mom. My kids make me better at everything I do. Love it. As a fellow parent, I would agree with that statement. Um, Second question, hardest part of being a mom and an entrepreneur of a fast growing brand like the Rao Beauty? Uh, I think just trying to split myself into lots of different, you know, I wish I had three of me (laughs) some days. And, but like I said, in my previous question and your previous question is, I think the busier you are, the more productive you are and the more focused you are on every hour you're spending during the day. What's one work life hack that you use every day and you can't say, and you can't say party peel. (laughs) Okay. It's the girlfriend then. (laughs) The girlfriend is this amazing product we have that when you're sitting on zoom all day, it just gives you this immediate glow and lift and fills in lines and pores and you can use it with your foundation or you can use it all by itself. There you have it. That's the work life hack that she uses every day. There's, there's probably others, but that's definitely one. Um, do you have a favorite book or podcast? Um, live greatly own your throne was one. I, you know, I'm really more inclined to watch kind of, design shows. I know that's kind of a weird um, response, but I'm super like a closet designer and I Mm. obsessed with watching the chronicles of, you know, renovating a motel 
updating a town, redoing a home. It's entertaining to me. And it also, it's like what I'm doing right now. So I can really relate to like the chronicles of that. Because right now, you know, I don't have a lot of extra time to invest. I need to be slightly entertained and educated at the same time. I love it. Awesome. Last question. Best advice for a first time mom, but also entrepreneur. Make sure you carve out time for your little ones. Um, It goes fast and you definitely can work, but you need to make the time. These little people need you. But I think the thing I've learned because mine are now 12 and 15 is that they are, they're very motivated by seeing what their mom does every day. And they work really hard in their lives because they see me work really hard as well. Mm, That's awesome. I love that. Last question I'm going to throw in. This is my own personal question, but I love asking this one because I get some absolute badasses on the show like you. This question is important. I want to know, the world wants to know, Courtney, what is the skill, I know there's many, but what is one skill that you've really cultivated in your career that's really supporting you now in your, in your, in your, your role as co-founder of this brand? What's a skill that you've really sharpened and continue to sharpen and it benefits you every day? I think it's a skill that I, it's just a lifelong skill that came from being um, growing up in an Air Force family. It's having the ability to be adaptable and pivot. And, you know, I was thrown into a new school system every two years and had to cling to my family and close friends and learning how to navigate new situations and new environments. Um, it's, it's definitely been um important and helpful for me in my career now, but also, you know, all along. I love that. And what, what, what an inspiring gift to leave the kids adaptability, you know, to be able to adapt and pivot. So for them to see their mom go through that and continue, because look, you're still in this beautiful dance of entrepreneurship. So (laughs) I love it. That's a, that's a great skill. And I can definitely see that in you, Courtney, this has been awesome and uh, loved having you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Loved being here. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, The messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands. 
to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.